Hey, busy sister. I'm so excited that you've come to this podcast. This is the place where you're going to find the uplifting, lighter side of life. Together, we're going to laugh totally at our kids' expenses. We're going to apply funny stories and life antidotes to biblical principles so we can take away the deeper lessons and implement those into our everyday lives. Because we're moms, we're going to find solutions for self-care, stress relief, and all the other things that seem to make life a little more overwhelming. I believe there is a way for us to find more joy and simplify from the inside out using scripture and a biblical foundation as our platform. Together, we're going to laugh, be inspired, grow in our intimacy with Christ, and find the sisterhood that you've been praying for. It's time to get uplifted, sister. My kids are currently in the monkey see, monkey do phase of life, and I'm sure some of you can relate. Um, My son, Sam, is five, and he is the one that, oh my goodness, he will watch every little move and he will replicate it. It's actually kind of amazing and a little scary all at the same time. We have a YouTube channel that we watch once a week, and it's called Binging with Babesh, and it's a short 10 to 15 minute cooking show. The host is both entertaining and informative, and we love seeing what he comes up with. But every time we bring up a new episode, without fail, Sam heads to the kitchen, and all you hear is like pots and pans clinging in the cupboard as he rummages through them. And before I know it, he has a cooking station set up somewhere in the kitchen and is making some sort of soup or dough. This week, he put water in a pot. He cut up tomatoes and olives, mixed in some flour, and then finished off the dish with um, some blue food coloring just for flair. He was so proud of what he made, but it was a complete disaster. Him, the kitchen, the soup, everything. And both he and his brother were blue. They looked like little smurfs. Of course, they put their hands in it and they're getting it all over his face. His culinary masterpiece was nowhere near Babesh's, but he was still loving it and embracing the mess, even if it was inedible. And he was so proud of it. I don't know about you, but I grew up a perfectionist. And honestly, I still struggle with perfection, but I'm getting a little better. It has plagued me since I was in elementary school. And the problem with perfectionism is that often our value gets tied to the result of a situation. You feel less than if you don't get an A or the project doesn't turn out perfect. You judge yourself by the outcome of a particular situation. And let me tell you, As one who has fought endlessly in the trenches with perfectionism, it is exhausting. It's depressing, too. And the truth of the matter is this is not what God wants for us. It can paralyze us so we get stuck and we can't move forward. And it just sucks all of the joy out of a situation or that period in life. When you allow yourself to be imperfect, you allow yourself to be human, to be relatable, to be approachable, and to be a success story for Christ. It takes vulnerability to let go of the perfectionism and just embrace the mess. God can use 
all things for the good of those that love him. Live in joy, knowing God can use you in your imperfection. Embrace the mess and enjoy the journey as God guides you step by step forward. The other piece of perfection is that it goes hand in hand with control. And I am a self-admitted control freak sometimes. If the outcome is going to be perfect, then we have to have control over each piece of the process or else it's not going to turn out perfect. Do you see how, how those are connected? And in my personal recovery process, I can tell you that living by the saying, let go and let God is so much easier said than done. And it certainly looks good on a plaque hanging on the wall, right? But when the rubber meets the road, it's more like, Pry my fingers and pray for peace rather than let go and let God. But when we give up control, we can start to enjoy the journey. God has amazing plans for all of us, and we can either learn to enjoy the process and live with joy, or we can live under the burden and the yoke of perfectionism and obsessive control and be miserable. And I know which way I tend towards. But I also know the other way is so much more enjoyable and allows you really to step into the grace and the joy that God intended for us to have in our lives. So lift up your head, embrace the mess, let go of the shame. There is no shame in your imperfection. There's glory in God's redemption of us despite our imperfection. And this is how you battle perfection, how you find freedom in the struggle. When you own your story, you own your authentic self. That story has no power over you. So let's own it. Let's own our mess, the good, the bad, the ugly. Your story then becomes the story of victory for God. And it becomes an encouragement to others. And hopefully you've come to realize my life as a physician, a mother, a wife is not this white picket fence, perfect life that many think I have. It's messy. It's reality. I stumble in my walk. I struggle just like you struggle. I have kids that scream and make messes and throw tantrums just like everyone else's kids. But this is how we connect I'm just another mom like you in the trenches and a daughter of God growing in his grace and his likeness. And we're doing it together. We're doing it in our sisterhood, in our camaraderie. And as we encourage one another with stories of overcoming each one of those struggles and growing in our relationship with Christ, we encourage one another and we sharpen each other as iron sharpens iron. As with Sam, the blue lumpy soup could have been an inedible failure. Or it can be seen as an adventure in cooking that led to some funny blue memories. And the more he does it, the better he'll get at it. That's just how it works. Just because it isn't perfect the first time around doesn't mean we should give up. If God has called you to do something and it's on your heart and you give it a try and it's not perfect the first time around, it doesn't necessarily mean you should give up. 
Step by step, we learn more. We gain experience. We gain wisdom. And when we honor God and accept His grace, not take advantage of His grace, but accept it as a as the gift it's intended to be when we fall short, we find joy and we find freedom. We seek to do better and we try again, but we're encouraged because we're encouraged by his grace rather than depressed by all our failure. When we hold to an unattainable standard of perfection, we get depressed and we become demotivated and we're like, what does it matter? I'm just going to give up. And that just breeds hopelessness. But God wants to give us joy and hope to live the free life that he intended for us in him. He encourages us along the way. And if we make blue soup, (laughs) allowing us to grow and mature to someday hopefully making edible soup. (laughs) This is the grace in the journey. So accept the grace and just keep moving forward. God, thank you for the gift of your grace. You have such glorious plans for each one of us. But you love us just as we are. You love us despite our imperfection. And God, I am so grateful for that. You have redeemed us. And we don't have to be perfect to earn your love. It's freely given. So help us accept your love and your grace in our lives and let go of the notion that it's all or nothing, perfection or failure, because it isn't. It's a journey about learning and growing and being ex- being an example of how you can change lives through grace despite ourselves. Thank you so much, Lord. Amen. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, subscribe and share with a friend. This sisterhood is here to serve and encourage all of those who could use a laugh and some spiritual encouragement. Wishing you joy, laughter, and an uplifted week, friends. Until next time.